Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dre E. This is the Minority Report. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Sylvia. Sylvia, what's up? What's going on? Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Everything's good? This, great. Everything's good. Everything's great. Uh, this is going to be episode 12, um, co-parenting. We're going to talk about co-parenting and pretty much everything that, uh, pretty much everything that, at, oh my goodness, everything that that entails. That's what we're going to talk about, co-parenting. Um, I'm going to let Sylvia lead this off, but before we get into it, um, how's your week been? Challenging, but challenging. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm surviving it. It has been very challenging. Oh, yeah. Today was a really bad day, but it's it's good. It's good. Is that right? Yeah, it's good. Care, care to elaborate on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I just had some emotional discussion, phone calls um, with a friend that I really. His name is uh, Williams. <clears throat> And he lives in, where does he live in? Savannah, Georgia? No, it's not Savannah, Georgia. Carolina, one of the Carolinas. Oh. So anyways, we just had an in-depth conversation and he was just telling me about what I deserve. Okay. And he was telling me about how I need to stand ground on, he's like, I've known you for X amount of years and you've always stood your ground on who you are, your values and your morals. Mm -hmm. He's like, and you need to, don't be listening to other people telling you anything different. Mm -hmm. Like, you know your worth and that's it. You don't have to settle. Don't settle because other people are trying to tell you to settle. He's like, don't do that. He's like, as long as I've known you, you've been the same person. You know who you are. You know what you want. Mm -hmm. It's been consistent. Don't change it up. Just don't. And so there's something about educated people that I really like or informed people with experience or um, <clears throat> in his case, he has a degree in psychology. So of course, I'll go to those people and kind of get a little bit of help when I feel what I'm when I'm confused and I don't know what to do or where like what to, I just don't know mm -hmm. you know and there's sometimes like I told him I said look I'm coming to you today because I need your opinion you know a lot about me I need you to tell me what I need to do because sometimes it gets clouded it does and I feel like people who know you for a very long time are going to be able to tell you like this situation is good for you or this relationship is not good for you this relationship is healthy for you or this situation is unhealthy for you mm -hmm. or i see that you're not giving yourself enough credit so depending on what it is i don't go to too many people you should know that already but dre is one of my newest people that i go to um my one of my best friends michelle williams and fraser pretty much are the ones i technically go to and ask for opinions just because i feel that they love me unconditionally and are going to tell me the truth and they know that that's what i want mm -hmm. so you're added to that list that's of course but with him he was just like telling me like no don't settle you need to don't it doesn't matter what the world is doing what the world has come accustomed to if your values and your morals are still intact from what you believed in 20 years ago then leave them at that don't change it mm -hmm. so we had a little conversation and then I started crying and he was like, okay, so what, crying. what were you planning on settling on? Um, I just didn't, I was making up excuses, I guess, for somebody in the way that I was being treated. Mm -hmm. And I needed to know if that relationship was going to be healthy or unhealthy because I couldn't see it. Like I said, sometimes you get clouded. Mm -hmm. You need to have somebody looking outside. You know, mm -hmm. when you, just like I come to you and I tell you about things that are going on in my life, you help me when you tell me, okay, you need to understand this. You need to look at it in this manner. Mm -hmm. And that is what he helped me to do today. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So he was like, actually we're down. But he's like, <clears throat> He's like, you deserve someone who values you. You deserve someone who protects you. You deserve someone who's going to love you as much as you love them. You deserve someone who's going to honor you. You deserve someone who's going to cherish you. You deserve to be someone's apple and someone's apple in the eye because that's what you're willing to give. He's like, you need to remember that. Don't settle. You know who you are. You know what you want. You know your value. But then you get, I get a little bit attached. I guess mm -hmm. in a situation to where I start making up excuses for that person mm -hmm. because you care about a person and he's like no you don't don't do that that's not you don't do that you stay away from that relationship or he'll give me his advice or whatever the situation is and 
So that's kind of what we were talking about today. And I, I needed that. I needed that. Because yesterday was a little bit, I was a little bit feeling the same way too. And then, I, you know, I don't really talk to a lot of people. So it's not like, you already know that. So sometimes I'll kind of be like, okay, I need to have this discussion. So we had like a hour and something discussion. So that that's, was good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, my, my day was less eventful than that. <laughs> Uh, went to therapy, which is always good. Um, what else? What else did I do, man? I mean, just handle business as far as um, appointments and everything is concerned. I messed up my knee the other day running, so I had to go get that checked out yesterday at the VA. Um, everything's everything. I mean, I'm good, man. I mean, still went on my still went on my run this this morning. I shortened up the the workload on that. Um, instead of five, I did three, but then I ran. I mean, ran shit. Then I uh, rode uh, 10 miles, so that's always good. Um, but other than that, I mean, everything's good with me, man. I, I have no no complaints. Um, How's the knee, though? Life is good. Well, the knee's good. I mean, like I said, I got the bike. Did you wrap it up, or what happened? Yeah, I got a knee brace for it. So. No pain? I mean, a little bit, but, you know, everything's manageable, you know? So, so I work out. You, you know that. Yes. <laughs> I work out. Yes. In case you guys don't know, I don't be posting it on Facebook, Instagram, or every day or whatever, but I do work out. Um, so I hurt my elbow, and I guess I have that tennis elbow. Mm -hmm. So I understand. So I was asking, how do you feel? Because I still go to the gym, messed up or not. If I can't pick up the weight okay. straight, I'm like trying to pick them up like this, and I'm still going no, at I'm, it. I'm still, I'm still, I'm like I said, I'm out there. I was out there this morning. I heard it yesterday. I guess you could say rehabbing yesterday. Uh, knee brace. I need a brace on this morning to work, man. I mean, that's what it is. It's, just, it's feeling a lot better though, so uh, than it was yesterday. So that's all that's good. good. So, um, so episode number twelve, co-parenting. Um, let's talk about it. What are we talking about? <clears throat> I wanted to talk about co-parenting because I am a single woman, and I know plenty of good single men. And the situation with a lot of the men, they don't get to see their kids. They're not co-parenting the way they would like to. Kids are being taken or kept from them. You know, excuses are being made. And being a single mother, I raised my son alone since he was three months old as well. So me and his father were together until he was three months. And then after that, it was just me until he left the house for the military. But um, I thought it was really important for us to talk about it because I know your circumstances as well. And it hurts me and it bothers me to see that there are great men in this world who are being kept from their kids. And I thought that that would be a great topic for us. Nice. Okay. So growing up, <clears throat> my mother and my father were together and we kind of left the state, you know, California to Texas. And when we came over here, I saw that my grandparents which are my mother's parents. Okay. So her mom and her dad used to be married a long time ago, mm -hmm. got divorced, and then got remarried. And as far as I knew, that was normal for me. Mm -hmm. We had parties, quinceañeras, I mean, get-togethers, whatever the situation was. And all four were always there, both grandparents, with their new partners. They used to get along, they used to laugh, and it was amazing. And I thought that that was the way most everybody was. And then I realized that it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. So when my mother decided to get married and I wanted my father around, we had a situation where I heard my stepfather tell my mother one time that if my father was going to be there, that he wasn't going to be there. He's like, I'm not going to be here. And we're talking about it was like either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I remember him telling her like that was not going to happen. He wasn't going to approve of that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, if you're going to have him here because that's what her kids wanted. You know, we wanted our dad right. to be there. He was like, no, I'm going to leave. That bothered me because I felt like, why should I have to choose why should we have to choose right. why why should we be told that we can't see our father on a holiday you know right. if it were me in this 2020 and i had a child and i hope a lot of you guys think about this you are hurting your kids when you're not allowing both parents to be there now if the child is asking about their parents even if you don't like them 
or they did something wrong to you or they broke your heart or whatever the situation is, you guys have to understand that has nothing to do with your children because that creates unhealthy situations and relationships and bitterness and mental issues and kids act out. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. And I see it even now. People are in their late 20s and their 30s and their 40s upset about something that happened 20 years ago. I'm like, you guys need to let that go. You need to let it go because it's not healthy. And I see it. I see it in, with you. I see it with a guy that I know, Drew. I see it with my friend, Roger, as well. I've seen it with a lot of guys that I know that are good fathers or try to be good fathers. Because let's be honest, we're not all great mothers. <laughs> not all mothers are great. Let's just, you know, put that out there. We're not. We try our best. I believe in the, the circumstances that we have. Like, I was young. I was 15 when I came out pregnant. I had my son at 16. I was 16, going to high school, having a son, breastfeeding, which women should know that that shit is extremely challenging, and then trying to work. Like, that was not easy. But I look at myself now to then, and I was like, how the hell was I that strong? I don't get it. I really don't. Sometimes I was like, dang. And even my son tells me, he's like, I don't know how you did it as a single mother because we have a mother and a father trying to, child, you know, having to, trying to parent a child. And he's right. like, it's a lot. Right. He's like waking up, changing diapers, this and that, because my son is involved in taking care of his child, mm -hmm. which a lot of men are women. If you just allow them to, I always say that you should allow or have a man be responsible for things in a child from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, you feed the baby if you're breastfeeding, mm -hmm. or if you're not, let the father breastfeed. The other one, take him, take him or her a shower, or take a nap, or clean up, or whatever the situation is. But the way life is now, it is not where the mother stays home, so it shouldn't be. she shouldn't be held responsible for everything either. Like men need to put in their part, and I'm not saying men don't put in their part. I'm just saying that men also, women need to also allow the men to put their part in. So with that being said, when my brother and my sister-in-law had my niece, which is now three, mm -hmm. when she was first born, I used to tell her, if you're breastfeeding her, you know, both of y'all are working, both of y'all have to come home, both of y'all are tired, they both work in the education school system, then you can feed the child, have my brother take her back. So he had a bond with her as well because that is his child. Correct. You want to create that bond with both parents because no child needs to grow up thinking, my mother doesn't like me because she's tough on me or my father doesn't love me because he's not always there for me in the physical form because he's busy working. Mm -hmm. Like, no, make that parent responsible as well. You shouldn't be put on just one person. Yeah, but um, guys, a lot of guys, they, um, just to speak, not, not dudes that I personally know um, in that sense, but a lot of guys feel as if because if, if they are the breadwinner or if they are making the most money in the house that um, that even though the, the significant other is working and things of that nature, they still feel as if, well, that's her job duties. Fellas, I'm here to let y'all know, no, not at all. That's 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 crazy at best um, to, to actually feel that way. Um, as a man, just as a man in general, you should want to be a part of your children's life from the moment that child comes out till, till hopefully you pass away because that's how that order should go. Um, but you should always want to be involved in your children's life, uh, men. I'm speaking to the men right now um, because they need that. They need, they need, children need that, um, that bond with you as well. So if you're allowing your significant other to change all the diapers, to feed the kids, to bathe the kids, to do the homework with the kids and all of this stuff, and you're just in there sitting on the couch watching TV, um, you're doing a great disservice to your children, period. I mean, your, your kids want to, um, that bond is special. And when you, when you actually have the ability to um, form that bond, you should take full, full advantage of that bond and everything that, um, Everything that that everything that that entails, you should um, you should really want to be a part of that child's life um, in every moment of it. Um, 
But you can be, um, and like she, like Sylvia said, yes, it's important. It's important that women allow fathers to do that. If you guys are together, or if you guys are apart, I mean, it's the same thing. Um, especially if you guys are apart, uh, it's not. It's not one of these things to whereas uh, it shouldn't be one of these things to whereas um, everything happens and has to happen the way the mother says that it has to happen. It just doesn't work that way. Um, a father's input is just as important as a mother's input. So um, I encourage, yeah, I encourage mothers and fathers to communicate and make sure you guys have the same parenting style. If not, get on the same road and talk about it before you have kids or even if you have little kids and, and think about what you want for their futures because that's really important. You can't have one parent who thinks it's acceptable for the kids to be running around um, eating chips and soda at nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, watching TV. And then the other parent is like, no, the child should be asleep in bed by eight o'clock, you know, with a nap, reading a book. Like that's two total different parenting styles. And I don't think people understand that. And maybe as, so I have mine young. So <laughs> I mean, whatever was thrown at me is what I was given. And you know, I had to take that challenge. But for those who are thinking of having kids or just having kids or are in relationships, I think that that is something that you guys definitely need to talk about, especially the young kids, you know, um, or young parents, because you get in a relationship and if you don't know what the other child, the other partner's co-parenting style is going to be, or their thoughts of how even your relationship should be or money wise or things of that nature ought to begin with, which is co, it's together, then you're not really setting yourself up for success. Yeah, I agree. Um, everything, everything should be a conversation. Um, sometimes, um, and and both parties involved have to be receptive to um, communication from both parties. Just because you was raised a certain way and you did things a certain way, doesn't mean that your significant other was raised that way and she mm -hmm. did these things that way. So there has to be a compromise. Uh, you guys have to come to a to a meeting. Both of you guys have to come to a meeting and um and work through it that way and if it is one of, if it is a case to whereas you do things this way and i do things this way um we're here we're here for the greater good and that's the child mm -hmm. so if i'm saying hey i think it's best that you know we put our child down by nine o'clock every night and read books and there are things of that nature and then the other parents are like well no not really um, when I was younger, I just stayed up till about 12 and I was allowed to play with toys and eat whatever, 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 do whatever I wanted to do. Then obviously, there's, there's a conflict there. Mm -hmm. But if you want the best for your child, we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to think what's best for the child. <clears throat> and what's best for the child will be putting them down at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever you guys discuss reading them a book and things of that nature. So that way they get into the routine of things because these kids, if they're not in school, they're gonna be going to school. If they're in school, then they should be in bed anyway. They, they should have a routine that they um, abide by all the time. Not not just, like I said, when they're in school and things of that nature. You should always have things for your kids to strive to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And getting them on a routine into accomplishing things and you guys being on the same page when it comes to these things, it's just very important for the outcome and the upbringing of your children, period. It is, it's really, really important. And I don't know if people realize that going into relationships. Well, people, go ahead. I've seen it where you, I've heard, I've been over to people's houses and there's a mother and a father and they're not on the same page at all. Yeah, because a lot of times, man, the, the parent is just helping on being right instead of doing what's right for the child. Yeah. They want to, they're helping on doing it their way. So then there's that friction between both parents in the household. And then what all that does is confuses the child. And the other thing too is like when the husband's at work, then the mother's allowing the child to do such, such, and such, and such, and then vice versa. When the wife is at work, the husband is allowing the child to do such 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 and such you know what i mean and like i said all that do is confuses the child because 
no one's on the same uh, wavelength, mm -hmm. and the child is just going to do, and then he's going to, then that child, what that child is going to start doing is eventually playing you guys against one another um, when, they get older. when they get older. <laughs> so it's just things to look out for uh, when it comes to the conversation of, of, of parenting and co-parenting. It's just that it's co-parenting. So both both parents should have uh, an equal responsibility when it comes to their children. Um, me as a father, period, I'm always, I mean, yes, um, look at me wrong, all three of my children, um, Ava with my, with Amanda, and Alexa and Aurelia with Louisa. Yes, they both have mothers. I mean, all three of them have mothers. Um, however, as a father, I've always, I've always, took it upon myself to be able to, um, those are my daughters, I just look at them as my daughters, so I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do. I don't look at it as their responsibility to take care of our daughters because I'm a man and I'm a father, so that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to make sure they're good at all costs, you know, and um, as far as, and, and, and at times, yes, uh, both of my exes had to step up for me I laid off, I was unemployed, you know, things of that nature. When, when troubling times happened, uh, for me, they were able to um, take care of our daughters. Um, when I was in school, um, Ava was being able to be and take care of all this stuff. But the, the point I'm making is, <coughs> me as a father, it's just very important for me as a father to take care of my daughters and make sure they're straight at the end of the day. Yes, it's, it is both of our responsibilities, but I shoulder that weight, you know what I mean? And I make sure that uh, the mental stability is there, um, the financial stability is there. It's like, I'm hell bent on doing any and everything I have to do to make sure my daughters are straight. Um, just as a man, as a father, that's what I do. That's what, I'm, that's what I feel I'm supposed to do. Do you see a difference with your parenting with the twins compared to Ava? Because you are at a different age. Yeah, well, so the thing is, I mean, so it's funny, man, because if you look at the history of children and parents in the world, um, it, it goes, the first child mm -hmm. is usually the most successful child. Usually, that's usually how that goes. There's, a, of course, there's exceptions to every rule, but if you look at it, man, the first child is usually the most successful child. You know what I mean? And then your middle child is, your middle child is usually your unorthodox um, march to the, what do they say? Their own beat. Their own beat. They, they do that. I'm a middle child. I know this. <laughs> um, and then your youngest child is, yeah, that's the one. The that's baby. the one. That's the baby. That's the one that's going to. Spoiler Yeah, pretty much. And that's usually how that goes. So with me and my twin, so there's, shit, man. Ava's, Ava's three years old, my twins will be 16. So that's a 13 year age gap between my children. Um, so what I know is, um, yeah, I know I'm a different parent, man, because I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have one, one child and then another child and then another child. I had two at one, at one time. So with my twins, it's like, yo, I was just doing everything that I learned to do. Um, with them, so with Ava, of course, I'm more lean on Ava because it's Ava and she's pretty much a single child and she's my pretty much my single child right now. So, um, she's a she's I've letting I've let her get away with more things that I would, would have let my, my twins get away with. Um, but other than that, I mean, as far as my parenting is concerned, nah, everything is still the same, man. I'm like, um, I'm not gonna say I'm fucking, I'm not gonna say, um. You know what? I will say this. With the difference between my parenting style with my twins and Ava is, with my twins, I was more militant in my approach. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it was more, um, like I said, I mean, that's that's normal what happens with the firstborn. It's like your, your parents are strict on, I was strict on my daughters. I wanted them to abide by things and like rules and regulations. But what I'm, what I'm teaching Ava now is um, we talk out a lot of things. Because I'm, I'm, and I, I allow her to, I speak about my emotions with her. Mm -hmm. Like when she does something, 
I don't tell her, yo, this is bad, you shouldn't be doing it. I let her know how it makes me feel as a man, as her father. Mm -hmm. Because for one, I don't want her thinking that men are supposed to be all hardcore and tough and macho and they can't express their feelings. I don't want my daughter to ever end up with a dude like that because that's going to end bad for her. So I let her know, like when she does things, I let her know that hurt my feelings or, you know, um, that made me sad. I tell her all of these things, man, because, and that's things I didn't do with my daughters when they were younger. It was just like, yo, I, why? Because I said Because I said so. <laughs> you mean like, what you, first of all, what you mean why? Like, no, it's none of that, you know? So, but I allow my daughter, I allow, I allow Ava to um, express herself more and and think through things um, versus just don't do it and because I said don't do it type shit. So that's what's different about my approach. Um, and I've only spanked her one, uh, shit, I don't know, probably on... Um, Probably on one hand, I mean, I can count on how many times on one hand, Ava. Um, and she's, she's she just turned three, so um, I last spanked my twins when they were four. I mean, because they at that point they got it. They was like, okay, well, all he has to do is give me this look, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill out because he's crazy. Whereas <laughs> Ava, I mean, Ava, but Ava's not like that though. You know, I'll give her the look, she won't care. She'll still try to test it. She'll test. She'll push you to the limit. Um, and I, I kind of halfway, ex, I mean, uh, respect that about her. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you got to reel that shit in, you know what I mean? Because I'm still her dad and she's still going to do what the hell I say do. Um, but I'll let her explain it away or, you know, uh, give her her little, her, whatever her little, whatever she thinks her little thoughts are. But um, that's, what, that's what's different with me. It's like I said, my approach with my twins was more militant in my approach. Um, um, and then with Ava, it's more diplomatic. For the most I think part. it's also because you just get older. No, I ain't got shit to do with that, yo. I'm, I'm a fucking machine when it comes to these kids, man. <laughs> nah, man. It, it, nah, for me, I don't, I don't think it has nothing to do with my age. Um, or wisdom, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, it has a lot to do with wisdom. I mean, because, like I said, I didn't did this shit twice over already, man. And then I have a lot of fucking nieces and nephews and stuff. So, just to be able to, uh, you know, watch them grow as well and then learning stuff from my brothers and, you know, my sisters and everything. I mean, you know, and, and my, my close friends and seeing how they, uh, you know, just I pull I pull a lot of things from a lot of people when it comes to parenting because I, I said, there's no, 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 there's no, blue, no, there's no, no, I mean, no blueprint to this, to this parenting thing. So. There's no book. No, there's no booklet, there's no step-by-step -step booklet. Um, there's none of that. So, yeah, you know what I mean, that's, that's. That's pretty much it. I mean, that's pretty much how I approach it different. Now, for you, um, what do you feel that you, what do you feel your son lacked because he didn't have his father in his house? So my thought process um, as a mother, because remember it was me and him at three months and my son will be 24 this year. Um, I always stated that I tried to make sure that he had more values and morals installed in him and how he should treat women because I feel the same way uh, we think a lot alike. I feel like, you know, a man's supposed to treat a woman good. A woman's supposed to treat a, a man good as well. Um, I was trying to make sure that he was respectful and he was just a good person, good human. He, you know, he added to the world, not that he was taken away, you know. But um, him not having his dad, like I always told my son, there's only, I'm a female. And there's only so much I can show you. Like there are things that I couldn't show him and do for him because one, I couldn't show him about cars or mechanics because my dad passed away young when I was 22 in a homicide. So with my dad being killed young, it's not like I could ever have his grandpa show him in that manner. You know what I mean? And then my stepfather, he was a truck driver, so he really wasn't hands-on. He, he really wasn't able to teach him any of that. But I always told my son, you know, don't let things stop you. You know, learn how to do something, you know. Even till now, I always tell him because it's important for me for him to be a good man. Like, I don't want him to feel lost in the world because he didn't have his father. Mm -hmm. You know, he just didn't. You know, his father... My son would go searching for his father instead of his father coming and searching for him. Mm -hmm. So I even tell him now, I'm like, go and look for your sergeants. Go and look for men who you see that are good, who are good husbands, so that you can be around them. So you know what it is. You can ask them questions. You get mentors. I tell him that. I said, um, 
growing up, I didn't have any mentors and I wish I did. And I wish people would have told me how important it was. I know that we're in a different era and I feel like there's no reason for him not to have what he needs now in life. Right. He's, those things are accessible. So I'm telling him all the time, like, make sure you get good friends. Make sure you know, even about health. I'm like, you need to know about health. Why milk is not good. Go and get, you know, good, uh, anybody who's in the military that's high ranking or that is intelligent or conversations or whatever the situation may be. Do all that you can do that you can learn as a man. But he's pretty smart as well. So he learned to like change the oil through mm -hmm. YouTube. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, uh, my son learned to change the oil by YouTube. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah. So I do like that about him as well because he's very um, persistent. And if he wants to learn something, he will. He will. So he's really good with, you know, all percussion instruments. He was really good with sports. He's very intellect intellectual. He's smart. He's well mannered. He's He's a good man, and I'm glad because I, he, we need, I would state that we need more good men in society because apparently it's shown that we don't have enough. So I was really, I'm very proud of him. So, yeah. But being a parent by myself, the one benefit I had was that it was what I said. <laughs> right, right. So there was no... He knew that if I said he couldn't go somewhere, then he just couldn't, right. you know? And I feel like a lot of parents nowadays, it's like, well, let me see, or go talk to your dad. And it's back and forth like a ping pong instead of stating, if I say, if your mother says no, it should be no, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Don't go to your father and ask me for your father. You know what I mean? Unless your mother goes and talks to your father about it and she, she decides to change her mind. But I think that once something is said, you need to stick to it. You know, you have to be consistent. You you can't just be like one time, yeah, maybe, and then the next time, no, or flip-flop, and then you have parents arguing because, like you said, once they get older, they're going to play them. Just right. the way that it is. Right. But the one thing I, I guess I would say is that it was easy because I just was able to show him one path. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like there were things he wasn't able to get from a man because I wasn't even able to have my father. Well, you know, well even, even even if you were able to have your father, um, I had a excuse me, I had a hot take like a few years ago on Facebook. Um, I don't like to. I would never. <laughs> I've never considered myself opinionated. Mm -hmm. um, I just like to, um, I like thought-provoking conversation. I like to get people to talk. I like to, I like to hear people's perspective um, for myself to gain knowledge. So this hot take was, no matter how good a woman, a single mother raises her son, mm -hmm. um, she can never raise him to be a man. And I got a lot of single mothers. Um, they, were, they were pretty upset about that. Um, I didn't care, and I said what I said. And it's a natural fact. It's a natural fact. A woman can do the best job she possibly can, but there's something about a father being in the household, um, teaching his children, his sons, more importantly, um, the way of the world. There's something about that. <coughs> I'm, I'm gonna agree I just think because even you saying it made me feel a certain type of way of and I think it's because women are probably feeling as if you're telling them that they're not good enough as a parent no I mean and, that's, that's and I mean, think that that's where they get That's what I, I try to make that very clear but you know um, people read and hear <laughs> things the way they want to read and hear them um, but no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't to say that they weren't not good, good enough. enough. Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot, I know a lot of great, great guys. Um, shit, I mean, there's some single women who raise their son better than um, these so-called dudes who have both parents. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a fact, like, like, I know some stand-up dudes, like, who only had their mother. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, I mean, they're, they were way more just, just way more put together than some of these dudes who have who have both parents. So I would never say that that they're not they they didn't do a good enough job or 
that they're not good enough. It's just like I said. I mean, it's just it's in, in my opinion, it's common sense. I mean, can't no can't no woman raise a man. That's just the basic way I put it. So, um, because they, they're not a man. You know, shit. <laughs> That, that's how that's how I see it, but um, that was a hot topic. I I, um, I um, stumbled on, uh, like I said, a few years ago. Um, but with that being said, um, you grew up. Uh, I mean, your son grew up just you. Um, both of my, I mean, my daughters. Uh, they had me involved in in all of their lives. Um, they had me involved. Until a few years ago with my twins, um, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast that, um, episode three, check it out. <laughs> um, but with that being said, um, when it comes to, um, when it comes to co-parenting and both parents are not in the house, we have to, we have to put our children first. Yeah. That's first and foremost is put the children first. It does not matter, and I'm just gonna just put this shit as plain as I could put it. Um, I don't give a damn if that guy cheated on you with all five of your best friends, your sisters, and your cousins. If he's a great dad, who fucking cares? In the sense, I mean, in the in the in, in, in defense, be a father. In, in defense <laughs> of the child, yeah. it does not matter how flawed he is as a person. If he wants to be involved in this child's life. You should let him be involved in that child's life. Now, don't get me wrong, man. I mean, but see, I don't know dudes like that, man. I know dudes who cheated on their women, who've done some, some basically just cheated on their women, basically, um, and they're great fathers. And they don't know they're not bringing 50 million women around the children and things of that nature, because that's a, one of those things that women like to say, well, he, he gonna have all kind of women around. No, it's not. But it's, it's funny, because, I mean, not it's not funny, so don't let me say it's funny. Um, Cause it's not funny, but I, I haven't had I haven't heard too many news reports of single fathers, girlfriends killing their children. Like I hear about mm. single moms, boyfriends killing their children. I'm just putting that out there. So we can say what we want to say, um, but that's usually not the case. Um, usually, when a dude is a good father, he's gonna protect his children. That's what we do um, instinctively. Um, at least we should. The ones that are involved in our children's life. But when it comes to co-parenting, man, it's, it's vitally important that we put our children first because our children is the ones that's going to suffer in the end. Uh, my daughters, your son, um, and, and, and any and everybody else's kid out there, they don't know the stories of what happened between their parents and things of that nature. All they're going to know is that that parent is not, is not around or they're gonna think that their parent didn't care and things of that nature because of whatever the other parent is feeding the child. Um, I've never said nothing ill will about none of my, none, neither one of my exes to any of my daughters. Because that shit's gonna come out in the light eventually yeah. anyway. And, and I was on, I used to be that child, you know what I mean? So when I was staying with my father, um, my stepmom used to always tell me things about my mother but my father, man, he never really said nothing about my mom um, outside of what I've already knew about her. And I've always respected him for that. And my mom has never said anything bad about my father yeah. to this day, 42 years, never. Never, not one bad word about my father because it was gonna come out in the end anyway. I don't know if that was her reasoning, but she just never said nothing bad about her. So when my, fa uh, my son's father People are like, well, what happened or whatever the situation may have been. It wasn't a, okay. Cause I always try to look at the good, right? And I'll make excuses sometimes, but he was a good man to me. That's why I fell in love with him. He was great. He treated me like a freaking queen, princess, whatever you want to call it. Like he was really good. He was really good. And he was a Leo. He was great. <laughs> he treated me good. I don't know because my son's father was raised by his grandmother because he lost his mother at a young age. I think he was like nine or ten. Mm -hmm. He lost his mother. Um, his dad was in another country and he didn't have any brothers and sisters. So he was literally an only child. Mm -hmm. And he had one uncle and I wouldn't state that he was the strongest man because there's... For me there's different criteria, right? And 
One one is I respect Dre as a father, for sure. But most of the time, I have to have a respect level for men. That's just the way that it is. You, there's a respect level. And there are a lot of men, I'm not going to say that I don't respect them at all. I just don't have that admiration and that high respect and regards for them because I just don't, they're just another person. I don't, I don't feel like there's strength in them. So I don't feel that my son's father had that strength. And I don't know if it's because I came out pregnant or something that he didn't know what to do and how to react. And I felt that he didn't come communicate with me. And I think he just took a different approach yeah, in life and things changed. So when that happened, I knew that that was going to be unhealthy for me and my son. So I decided at three months that we have to separate and we couldn't be together. And it wasn't that I didn't want my son's father not to be in his life. It's just that what my son's father was doing at that time was unhealthy for us. And I that was not something I was going to deal with. So having my son growing up as well, I, I there wasn't, even for myself, I, I look back. Because, you know, as you're growing, you're just going going with it. You don't know any better. You don't know if your mother's a good, good mother, if your dad's a good father. Are they abusing you? Right. Um uh, you just don't know everyone around. Right. So looking back now, I can say that there really wasn't a lot to what I would consider a man in my life, mm -hmm. which is probably why I am geared to more men as in friends in my life because they're stronger and they teach me because I didn't have that when I was younger, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So growing up with my son, there wasn't really examples around for him to see mm -hmm. because of the lifestyle, the, the area that I grew up, you know, what was going on that I thought was normal. Right. right. I didn't know that he needed more. Had right. I known then what I know now, of course it would have been completely different. I probably would have gone co talking to coaches and things of that nature. Um, although he did have one really good coach, but knowing what I, I know now, I, and he's still young, he's 20, like I said, he's going to be 24. He's still can have guidance and mentors in his life. So I'm always talking to him about that because I don't want him to end up the way he did with his, you know, his father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's really, really important for me. What's up? What else? Let's see what else. <laughs> what else? It was hard. <clears throat> being a single parent is hard, you guys. You guys really need to think about it. I don't care what anybody says. Even being two parents is hard enough, but being a single parent is hard. Uh, it's not easy. And I always tell people, if I only have one, mm -hmm. okay? So to work and go to school and then focus on my son, that was a lot. So can you imagine the people who have two, three, four, five, six? Like there's gotta be a point in life too, because I have some cousins who have, that have multiple children. Like there's only so much attention that you're gonna be able to give each child. Hey, you just saw, you just saw. And that's something I think people need to realize in having children. You need to be able to be a part of your children's lives. Right. So this is one of the things, oh, I'm glad you said that because here, here's another thing. Here's a, here's a PSA, here's a PSA, a public service announcement to women out there, man. Because um, <laughs> he just reminded me, man, so I'm, I'm going to speak on it real quick. Um... You have a child by a guy, and you deem and determine that this guy's a fucking loser. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Con conventional wisdom says um, maybe you shouldn't have two and three more children by that same guy. That's all I'm saying, man. We we have to be. It's un it's unfair to your children. If you're a single mom and you're struggling and you, you know, you've been dating this loser type ass dude for however many years you've been dating this loser and you have a kid, you guys have a kid and you know, um, by the time your first kid turns two years old, you guys are still struggling. He's still not going anywhere. You're still not going anywhere. You're, you know, you're just, um, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not going anywhere. Um, let's not have no more kids. Mm -hmm. So let's not be selfish. That's exactly why I only had one. And I even apologized to my son because I feel bad that I didn't give him any siblings. But at the same time, I had told myself that I wasn't going to have another child without a father. Yeah, so if you, if you can't afford them, don't have them. 
um, basically. And and I'm not only talking about monetarily, mm-hmm. because a lot of people get that fucked up when people say if you can't afford them, don't have them. No, if you can't afford to give them any time, if you can't afford to t- teach them, if you can't afford to nourish them, if you can't afford to play ball with them or do whatever the hell it is they want to do with them, because you got to get out there and you got to work four and five jobs. I mean, four and five jobs. Yeah, well, four and five jobs because you got three and four and five and six children. Then, um, no. Stop having them. Stop having children, yeah, man. I mean, because um, it's just not fair. A lot of, like, back in the day, a lot of women would just have children because they got to get more money and live off the welfare like that. Um, that still like happens that. now. Yeah, which apparently still happens. <laughs> um, so... But it's not fair. I mean, yeah, you're getting money and things for this child and you're, you know, getting your, you know, your food stamps or whatever you want to call it for your children. But how are you, how are you, how are you developing those children? Nine out of 10 times, they're going to end up growing up repeating that same vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. Nine out of 10 times. It's one out of 10 times that someone escapes that and goes on to prosper in life. Because what they see is what they don't want to um, eventually be like. So that they use that as the motivation to get out, you know? And so, man, like I said, just doing that favor, man, and stop stop, ha- stop being out here having these kids. And, and, and some of y'all, man, some of y'all, and I mean, the guys too. I mean, this is not just on the women. Yeah, this is on the guys too, because nigga, if you know you a loser and... We, <laughs> we all know what the loser is, man. I mean, I'm gonna get into what a loser is, but the real loser type dude. If you know you're a real loser type dude and you see Shorty and you know Shorty got something going on, a lot of dudes, man, they'll they'll prey on women who got something going on just to get her pregnant, just so she can, so just so and it's not even about it's not even about them wanting to have a child. It's more so about them having to keep her. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. It's like more but more so about them wanting to you know, basically tie her down and they're gonna tie her down with the kid. Knowing already that um, they have no intention of being in this child's life. They have no intention on stop doing uh, they have no intention on stop doing the loser ass shit that they're doing so they could be a father to the child. They're just gonna mm-hmm. go to the next chick and do the same thing to the next chick, you know? And then fellas, um, here's a PSA to my fellas, man. Um, we gotta start checking these niggas, man. Like we gotta start having like real life conversation with these real loser type ass dudes, man. Um, because especially here in the black and brown communities, man, we're, we're why? Why are we still going through this shit? Like after so, after so many years, after so many decades, after all of this fucking information, that we have. Everybody got a damn phone uh, in front of them. It's filled with fucking information. All you gotta do is open it up and search for it. But in this case, you don't have to search for it. I'm letting you guys know, like, I personally, it's, 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 it's I guess, part of my criteria, if you will. If you're a loser-ass dude and you don't take care of your children, we can't we can't talk, bro. We don't have nothing in common, like, for real. Like, and I'm glad to be able to say that all of the men that I consider real dear friends to me and are close to me. And some of my, no matter of fact, all of my associates that I consider associates of mine who are men, we take care of our kids. So like I said, it's like a criteria of mine. Because once I find out you're not taking care of your kid, like what the fuck are we gonna talk about? Because <laughs> you don't have respect for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't have no respect for you whatsoever, man. If we ain't taking care of our kids, what the fuck are we doing? I'm all, I'm still trying to fathom how I'm still trying to fathom how a man could bring a child into this world and want nothing to do with it. I'm still trying to fathom that. I still have not figured that out yet. Well, that's kind of what happened. I'm, I'm not gonna, I can't speak for my son's father, honestly, but that's technically what happened. He was never there. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like so not I don't even, even understand. Not even child like support, and I don't, I don't get it because he was great to me. Oh yeah, let me, let me, that's another thing. So let me talk about this child support, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and this is to the dudes, man. Uh, pay attention. I mean, I know y'all gonna probably, you know, send me some hate mail. Um, you know, be in the DMs or you know, have something to say about this. 
Now, yes, child support. I've always told, told both my baby moms, both mother and my children rather, that that child support should never matter to me. I'm gonna take care of my children regardless. If I got it, they're gonna have it, period. If I got it, they're gonna have it. I don't give a damn what the state says or who says, whatever. If I got it, they're gonna have it. So if you wanna put on child support, put me on child support. I've always told both of them that. So it is what it is. Um, no one's gonna mandate what I do and what I can do for my children, period. Now, a lot of guys take that whole child support order and feel like that's taking care of the kids. Well, I pay my child support. Child support is not so, enough. You need to be involved in your Yeah, you gotta be involved life. in your children's life. I don't give a fuck what you pay in child support. Because the thing about it is, your ex, the mother of your children, knows what that child support is about. That child don't know shit about child support. All they know is, I ain't seen my dad all fucking month. Or you got them weekend warriors out there. I call them weekend warriors. These niggas who fucking pick their child up every other weekend and fucking take them to McDonald's and fucking Chuck and Cheese and shit. Then drop them back off at the crib, I mean, to the, to the, to the mom's house and talk about and just to go to the fucking club that same night and fucking pop bottles and shit. And then got the nerve to say, oh, I'm a great dad. Nigga, don't ever compare yourself to no one such as myself. Because, no, you're not a great dad, in my opinion. Um, that child wants to spend time with their father. That's what they want. They don't see that child support. They don't know nothing about child support. A lot of them don't even know what child support is until they get into their teens. So anything prior to that, they don't know nothing about that. But think about it like this. You're going, let's just say 12 years of your child's life just doing the weekend warrior stuff, if that. Because you're mad at the ex for because the ex put you on child support. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I was doing what I had to do and my ex still put me on child support. So I feel you, I feel you guys on that type of shit. You see what I'm saying? So I know that there's women out there who do devious shit like that. I get that. But we're not talking about those women. We ain't talking about guys like myself. We're talking about the dudes who Go out here, have these children, want nothing to do with these children, pay their child support, and because they pay their child support, they feel like that's that's a supplement for them spending time with their children. And that is just so not the fucking case at all. But then, man. Vice versa, the same thing for women too, because I know a lot of good men who are single and are raising their kids in full custody. I. I don't know why I get to meet a lot of men who have full custody of their children and are taking care of their kids and the women are providing nothing. Facts. They're not seeing the kids. They're not calling the kids. They're not calling for their birthday, Christmas. They're not providing nothing for school, no school clothes, no child support. Like, how do you do that? I don't understand how either parent does that. If no, you know you're like that and you know you're the type of person who's not going to take care of their kids, like whether you can or can't do it, if you're not going to do it, just... Get yourself fixed. I'm sorry. You guys have the catalog. Just get yourself fixed because that's not fair to the children that we're bringing into this world. And not, I mean, we're not breaking cycles and we need to be breaking the bad cycles. That's what needs to happen. That's why I don't have another kid right now. I wanted at least four kids, but it hurt me to see my son. <laughs> it hurt me to see my son without a, a father. And I told myself, like, I don't want another kid. And I especially don't want another kid without a father. Right. Now... I hope that never happens to me. But if I did have another kid and I wasn't married with somebody, um, I would have an open door policy for that person. Because it is important to have your parents together. And I would make sure that that's my homie, like seriously, because the kid's important and I'm gonna need your help because I'm not gonna do it all by myself again. I raised one son by myself and it was not easy and it was not fun. Um, yes, he's a great boy, a great man. However, it just, I'm not going to do it again by myself. We, uh, we, our children need both parents, women. Yeah, we need to let that bitterness go away, whatever the situation is, seriously, because you're just hurting your kids. You need to stop looking and thinking about yourself. You're hurting your kids. That's all I got to say. It is not about you. That relationship is gone. If it's more than three, four, five years, ten years, twelve years, like seriously, let it, let that shit go. I don't give a fuck. And if it was two weeks. <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I don't. But I'm just 
saying that because some people stay stuck, but like you need to let it go. Yeah, no doubt. But <coughs> we 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 gotta we gotta fucking chill, man. I mean, and and like I said, it's usually it's it is like I said, it's usually the bitter ass women who um who who are still trying to hold on and still trying to hurt the man. And yeah, you may like I, I I've been hurt. But you're hurting your children, hurting your children more than the man because the man understands what's going on. Mm -hmm. The child does not mm -hmm. understand why their father or why their mother is not involved in their lives. And of course, the parent is not going to tell them, well, because motherfucker, I'm keeping the motherfuckers away from you because I'm bitter about whatever happened in our relationship two, three weeks ago or two or three years ago. It doesn't really matter, man. It's like the children is what's most important. The children is the ones that should be loved and cared for the most. Period. All the other shit is irrelevant. Um, and if your if your ex, I should say, done moved on and he or she is in love, it's important that you guys get along with their new significant other. It's only going to make their environment better for the children. You know what I mean? And, and that's just it. My last situation was just like that. My ex had children. I was the new guy. Me and um, me and her ex, Eddie. Shout out to Eddie. We cool as shit. That's my guy. Like I genuinely like that guy. I genuinely have love for that dude, and it was never nothing for me. I'm not a jealous type of nigga though, and I, it don't matter to me. Um, so that's just me though. It's like because I understand the importance of. So, what was happening was my ex was having holidays, she was newly dating me. Mm -hmm. But, so during the holidays, uh, her children would go over to her ex's house, uh, parents' house. And I think she did like one or two holidays just with me and then like the following holiday, she was like, well, how would you feel about you coming out of this shit? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I agree. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. Like, cause I'm, I'm for the kid and, and they're, and her children deserve for their mother to be there during yeah. the holidays. Great. And it's like, why, why would I care? Like, I don't care about stuff like that. Whatever is going to benefit the children, uh, we should be, we as grown-ups and as parents should be able to put whatever ego we have aside and let them have that moment, period. Even if it's hard at the beginning, you guys, just keep doing it. Exactly. I mean, you see parents who are like going to the soccer games and sitting on the cross and yeah. talking crap about each other. Like, y'all are grown. But you not. you <laughs> love that person at one time. At one point, right. At one point. Yeah. So if you love them so much, I can't I, I don't, I don't understand. understand I just don't, I don't understand how. You mm -hmm. love them so much and then now you just hate them or they drop the you can't, you, can't like, be, you can't be in the same damn room. Mm -hmm. as No, y'all need to let it grow. You got to sit across the field from them. And That's like you ridiculous. said, like she said, talking shit. Like, I don't even, man, look, I don't even have that type of energy, man. Like, and like I said, it's all love for me, like, mm -hmm. to any of any of my exes or anyone in the future. Like, like if we didn't get along or if things didn't work out, like, it's still all love, man. I don't, have no, I don't wish no ill will upon nobody. That's exactly um, how I feel. Because I'm just not that type of dude, man. And um, I just, I keep it moving. Um, I love the kids. Um, I love all kids. And kids are innocent. Kids are innocent in our life's happenings. So we have to make sure that we do right by them, period. And the only way we're gonna do right by them is if we grow the fuck up, grow a pair, and put into proper perspective of what's going on with ourselves as parents. Because we're parents, at the end of the day, we're parents, we're trying to co-parent these little people that we brought into this world. And we should be hell-bent on breaking all the fucking cycles that our parents and our parents' parents brought to us. We're, we, and like, I, like I said last episode, they didn't have all the information. They didn't, have all the, they didn't have all the tools. We have the information and we have the tools. We just gotta stop being lazy, we gotta get up off our asses, and we gotta go seek out that help, and we gotta go seek out that, the, those, those, that information that we need, period. End of discussion. Anything else you want to touch on as far as this? This concern? Nah, we're good. I mean, you have time now, but it's not good. No, we're good. Um, we, we sit at an hour right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we can keep going, but yeah. yeah. No, we're, gonna, we're gonna leave it at there, man. Um, episode number twelve, co-parent. Uh, yeah, co-parenting. Um, so um, this is our segment called the final report. 
uh, with the final report is we, we pay homage to someone who's alive, um, who has made a significant impact on our lives. Um, basically, we're trying to give people their flowers while they're here. So do you want to start or you want me to start? Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, my, por my person is going to be um, Joyce Haywood. Okay. So Joyce Haywood is a friend of mine. Um, she's actually the one who, um, you know, developed my shirts for me. So Joyce Haywood would be my person. Now, why, why did I choose Joyce? So I got to Texas about, oh shit, man, seven, eight years ago, right? I got to, I got to Texas, um, about seven, eight years ago, um, met up with Joyce. I knew Joyce since high school though. Um, she was one of those people like the Brandy episode. Mm -hmm. I told you I would not fuck with whatever because I knew she'd beat me up. So she was the other person. That's Joyce. Um, but no, man, I got to, I got back to Texas and you know, I, I left my, my, my daughters are back there in Vegas and I was really, I was really hurt behind that. You know what I mean? It was the toughest decision I ever made was that, you know, to live, I mean, leave my daughters back in Vegas to come here to, you know, try to better my life out here. You know what I mean? So, um, I was really hurting from that, but, um, so she has, she has two sons and a daughter, um, and her oldest son was, shit, man, he was, he, I think he was, I believe he was still in elementary, um, about to go to middle school, right, and, um, I believe that was the case, I'm not sure, or middle school, he was midway through middle school, about to go to high school, I'm not sure, I can't, I can't, I can't think that far back, however, um, she allowed me to, um, take him under my arm, and then she actually, uh, I don't know if she, I, I think she said that I said, but I'm pretty sure she took, I don't know, but somehow, some way, I ended up being his godfather, right? So, and what that did for me, that really gave me something to focus on, and I, I don't have no sons either, so, um, so, but that's my son, I consider him my son, his name is AJ, um, great kid, man, I mean, but she allowed me to into his life and really um, make an impact in his, on his life. But and I've told her this before, so it's not a secret. Um, when she thought that, you know, I was helping her out and she was doing me a favor, she was really doing me a favor um, by allowing me to, um, to basically, I'm not gonna say have free range, but pretty much have free range when it came to AJ and to uh, really step up and, you know, be that father figure in his life. Now, that's all of that is important because if y'all knew Joyce, man, <laughs> Joyce is like, she's a strict, I mean, she's, and as, as she should be, man, she's very protective over what's hers and stuff. So for her to allow me to be a part of his life and to watch him grow, and um, he was out here this past weekend um, he had a basketball tournament out here the past weekend, so we linked up, man, and um, you know just got to see my my godson. I ain't seen him in I ain't seen him in a while, which of course we got to do better when it comes to that. But um, like I said, man, shout out to Joyce, man, for uh, allowing me to be AJ's godfather and to um, be a part of his life and um, for them to be a part of my family, man, because I consider them family, all of them, um, and. Um, shit during those years man I really that really helped me out a lot um and I even felt I felt like I like I think I say failed failed them or let um let them down when I got uh, transferred out here to San Antonio that is how I felt man because he was like in the midst of his most important years in high school and I was down here and I, that shit just never sat right with me but um and he, you know he, he uh, AJ's done some things that you know I feel like if I was there to really be um had a day-to-day -day guidance with him he probably wouldn't have made those mistakes or i'm not even calling mistakes but he probably wouldn't have did a few things that he did but but i can say um like i used to <laughs> i used to wonder if, if aj was listening to any fucking thing i was saying but this nigga man he um i mean i'm so proud of the man he's become man i mean he's a father now man and he uh He's the shit, man. I, I like. I mean, he's 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 way more. I mean, because back in the day, I mean, it was it was what it was. But his maturity is skyrocketed. Um, he's just an overall like great guy, man. And um, shit, man, this motherfucker calls me up nowadays and uh, gives me encouragement. 
So that's dope, man. So for him to, you know, you know he'll, tell, he'll tell me about the podcast, like he'll listen to it, he'll to give me his input and everything. So it's real dope, man. Our relationship, like, um, it got rocky for a second, like, but uh, the way it bounced back, it's just beautiful, man. So uh, shout out to Joyce, shout out to AJ. I love y'all. Shout out to Elijah. I love you. Shout out to Tawny. Um, I love you as well. Um, yeah, shout out to Joyce. So, you, your final report. I just wanted to tell AJ thank you too, because he's young. We need that feedback from him. So, mine is going to be my son's father. Right because, how can I tell y'all to stop being bitter and. I'm not, I mean, well, I have no ill will towards my my son's father or any man that I've been with, just to let you know, because we all straight, we all friends, so I don't have no issues. But um, I still want to take the time and thank, thank him, because if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have my son. That's what's up. Point blank, like, that's just what it is. So I'm forever grateful. And um, he know, I think he knows that. And um, he has called me and apologized. I'm not making excuses for him, but he... His excuse was, you know, I knew you would take care of him. And so. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to record and say, fuck that. Like, I knew you would take care of him. Who the fuck else is going to do it? And yeah, so child support, uh uh-uh. uh. And I would, I would tell my son, you don't understand that that child support would help you. It would help us. And he's like, no, but we don't need it. So my son's trying to make excuses for him too. He's like, we don't need it. I'm like, boy, como que no? Yes, we do. But I mean, some way I was able to make sure that he was okay. So I still want to thank my son's father because without my son's father, I wouldn't have my son. That's what's up. So, that's it. That's it. All right, y'all. So, man, episode number 12, co-parenting. Um, shout out to um, the Spotify listenership, the iTunes listenership, um, Google, I, I, I mean, iPod. Google Podcast, I'm sorry. Google Podcast. Um, who else? Um, shit, the Anchor app, YouTube for the YouTube viewership as well. Um, at Minority Pod. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Minority Rap Pod. That's what it is. Um, the handle. Um, me, um, I am King Dre on Instagram. I uh, ask Coach Dre on Instagram. I am Queen Mars. On, on Instagram. Instagram as well. She found out her me. handle. You can follow me, follow her. Um, what else, man? Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Again, uh, the merch, the Minority Report merch coming soon. Um, I got to ink a deal with Joyce to, <laughs> to get my product out there, right? Um, rather get our product out there. So uh, shout out to everyone. Um, remember, man, take care of kids, love the kids, man. Um, Spread love, not hate. Spread love, not hate. Um, Fight that tongue, just co-parenting, guys. You're doing it for your kids. You have no idea. That's what we're doing it for, man. Let's break these fucking generational curse, yeah. curses Please. that um, plague our communities. And let's um, let's love, man. Let's love on each other, man. Let's let's uh, let's make it happen, man. So um, that's it. Episode number twelve on the Minority Report. My name is Dre E. This is Sylvia, and we out. Peace and love. Long. Was it?